Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Locker Room FC podcast. Today we have with us Sairam and Rashid. Uh, unfortunately, Shivkumar couldn't make it for this week's episode, but we will continue with the three of us. And we are recording this episode after a quite eventful game, I must say. Man City versus Chelsea, uh, 3-1 to Man City. Um, and you can see very... Opposing reactions, a sarcastic <laughs> smile from Sairam, a very happy smile from Rashid. Um, I'll start with you, Sairam. What are your initial thoughts uh, on this game? Initial thoughts? We were shit fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were, I don't know this. Uh, I think from, I think what was very really evident to see from the first 15 minutes, I think, which we played really well, was that the game was set up uh, where we take the game toe-to-toe with City. But that's it's never worked with City. The only team that's like managed to do that past three years has been Liverpool. Uh, so I don't know what was going on there. Even so, I feel like uh, if the players showed up, then we could have maybe like pushed it, you know, maybe like given them a fight. But I could like I could count how many players showed up in one hand. I could name yeah. them all. Uh, if that, I, I guess I'll answer that later if that comes up. But. Uh, yeah, no, no, like not many players. Like everyone just gave up in the end. I think I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I guess you could you could blame down the luck that we went two 0 down very quickly. Uh, there was also a dodgy penalty call, but we were not good enough. Uh, after those two goals, we were definitely not good enough. The players gave up. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm <laughs> very, very kind of lost for words at the moment. Yeah, it was definitely a disappointing performance and. Two sides of the coin almost. You look at City, I think they were really good today. And Rashid will definitely agree with me and say it's been a massive improvement over the last few games. Um, Rashid, what do you think? A great performance from City, yeah? Yeah. Um, I found out like we were in a good position from yesterday onwards, you know, when I realized that Jesus won't play. <laughs> I knew there was I knew to advantage That's... Manchester City since then. But yeah, I think it was a, a complete performance from City after a really long time, I must say. Uh Everyone like was showing their determination. Kevin De Bruyne was giving good balls again after a long time. Phil Foden, I don't know why we don't start him, but uh, he played amazingly well up top. Uh, it was a unconventional formation start. Like I think Kevin De Bruyne was not even a false sign. He was a full-on striker okay, for a bit, yeah. and then yeah. uh, then they brought him the back. Left wing at times. It was kind of weird. Yeah, it was. It was all over the place. It was very fluid. Yeah. Was yeah. It was like he was all over the pitch. They kept changing the formation like every two seconds. I think it was a complete performance from City, apart from the one goal where you know, Salam had some joy over there. <laughs> one positive, I guess. Yeah, but I think it was uh, coming for a long time. Uh, there were a lot of games where City should have put the final finishing product that they uh, they're searching for, and this is the fu- this is the place where they were able to show that they are still, you know. There in the title race, somewhat, and uh, they could Not still somewhat. give a good you can, fight. You can save their chest, City are in the title race. They're definitely, I mean, yes. you know, They're let's, definitely fin- let's finish the two games in hand, and then, uh, yeah. you know, because yeah, anything can happen. Yeah, I think one key part of the performance that I found was City's like defensive structure, especially in the second half. Like, uh, I think Chelsea probably had like 60 70 percent possession, maybe less. That's, a bit too much of an exaggeration, but um, and Rashid, I mean, that's, put, like, this in, 
Even that's just a testament, testament to the group yeah, chat. exactly. That's just a testament that, uh, to how good City's defense is leveled exactly. up. Yeah, yeah, I think he put that stat on the group chat where it was like 13 hours they haven't conceded. What was I, I'm not yeah, sure uh, exactly. Yeah, it was. I think uh, this was the first time in 13 hours that they had uh, conceded. And this was even yeah. when, uh, you know, they lost Kyle Walker to COVID. Even Edison was out now. But uh, it shows that, you know, the defense is finally uh, showing character that, you know, even without... The, the players or with everyone keeping like Pep rotating everyone and stuff they're still able to keep a proper defensive structure they're not like being lost like as the start of the season especially I felt like uh, everyone as soon as they had like one counter attack like City were really shaky at the back but here you saw there was a good solid 20 minutes like Shea said that I felt that Chelsea had like 70% of the ball but still uh, they showed good structure at the back and they, they weren't like phased by that they were they were coming with like full attacks so that's good to know that we have better stability at the back and let's see what we can do further on yeah, i mean yeah. i i i just want to credit them to be honest it was a very good performance very complete performance i'd say uh, if i was a city fan i'd be extremely happy with that and i think yeah. out of all the teams that have come uh, that we faced i think the city like that city team was the best performance uh, i've seen uh, and we faced liverpool as well at home so uh, I definitely think they're title favorites, actually. And I think if they keep playing like how they did today, then I think they're clear favorites, in my opinion, if they keep playing like how they did today. That, that is an if, of course. But uh, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much what I, yeah, what I wanted to add. To that. Yeah. Also, uh, moving on to Chelsea's performance a little bit, um, something that I noticed was amongst a few players who, who performed well, um, I think like the, the, the academy players, you know, Mount, Hudson Adai coming up with the goal, I think they did really well. Obviously, you have Pulisic and Chilwell who also played well. Um, and you can't blame the defence too much. I think like, the centre-back playing, they didn't really make any mistakes. It was just City were just too good. And then obviously, there was the Kante mistake and whatnot. But I mean, it was not one Kante mistake. It was like a bunch of Kante mistakes. A bunch of Kante uh, mistakes, yeah. I mean, like I said, it comes down to like, if you remove the performances after the goals, because it obviously skews the average. Uh, once you go yep. down a few goals and then the team right. stops like attempting as much. Uh, but before those two goals and for those two goals, uh, it was it was a fine margin in my opinion. And it, it all came down to Kante mistakes. Um, yep. I, look, I, I, he, he's a great person. Uh, I've heard so many stories where he's nice. He's very charitable. He's very generous. He's very friendly with a lot of like Chelsea supporters as well. But like, I just don't think, I just, I think he's past it. Uh, obviously, if we're evaluating the performances of the team, uh, which I will come to later, but for the goals in particular, for the mistakes leading up to the goals, it was, I don't know, Kante was abysmal. It was a shocking performance, like absolutely shocking. If you want to talk about the team's performance after the goal, um, I will entertain your request. Uh, it was woeful, no teeth. Uh, there is no fighting spirit in this team. Uh, again, the third goal is again Kante's uh doing and after that as well there was actually no spine no i don't know what happened at halftime uh i know that like frank came out and he also had this extremely ominous look in his face which uh, yeah i yeah i guess i don't know but a lot of times it felt like 11 individual players it never felt like a team after we went to nil down the first 15 minutes was a good like it was a good showing but if you kept that up maybe it could have been a better result uh yeah, I'm obviously very down at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what do you think about your, your striking options? You know, we've all, I think we've discussed so many times on the group and on social media about how Timo Werner hasn't performed as well as he could have. 
So, do you think Giroud should come in? Tammy should get oh, a chance? Or... <laughs> I'm going to do what Rahul did last, last video. And I, um, I don't know. I feel like if you're playing Werner, then it has to be like a very technically drilled side. Like a lot of passing options to the middle, line penetrating passes to put Werner through because Werner can't play with his back to goal. He has a horrible touch. His link-up play is not the best at all. Uh, what he's best at, and this is what Nagelsmann like extracted every single juice out of him to make him score like what is it 30, 30 goals, 30 plus goals or something, is that yeah. he needs to be a target man, as weird as that sounds, considering he's five six or something, five eight. Uh yeah. he needs you need to put balls through the defensive line so that he can chase them. His he his trait is he's quick, he's very quick, and his finishing, even though it's sketchy, uh his shooting is great. His finishing is a bit off, but most of the time it's great. So that that was that was one thing. But the thing is, we can't seem to utilize that fact. Uh, in theory, he should be he should be the Quincy prompts from uh, ZX Damit Ajax. But the thing is, yeah. we can never make that materialize. And I guess that's just a testament to how we play as a team. Uh, I guess the way that Lampard wants to play, which believe it or not, there is actually a style that he probably wants us to play in. Uh, I feel like Tammy Abraham's our best striker. Uh, obviously. Giroud has the most goals for us, but I also feel like it's a bit misjudged. Don't get me wrong, he's a very good player, he's a very good striker. It's just that I feel like Tammy Abraham connects the team the best, even though his finishing is not that great. He connects the team the best with his link-up play. His movement is fantastic. He gets in a lot of opportunity to score more than Giroud, in fact. But the thing is, Giroud is more clinical when he gets the opportunity, which doesn't yeah. necessarily mean he's a better fit to the player. So I guess... In my opinion, I think Tammy Abraham fits the team the best. But then again, uh, I don't. I, I don't know what's going to happen now with the team, with the manager. Uh, uh, at this point, it's it's looking very ominous. There's a lot of talk right now. Should we segue into that? I mean, uh, yeah, it, it's actually dark. Dark. Some dark. Yeah, be a great for as we are recording this. Uh, the Athletic have come out with an article, uh, and these are very reliable tier one Chelsea journalists uh, coming out saying that Frank Lampard's job is in serious threat. Now, I'm going to read out like the key points from that article. Chelsea hierarchy looking at alternate alternatives to Lampard, concerns over struggles of Havertz and Werner, tensions between manager and some of squad. Also, after losing to City, Lampard's position is in jeopardy. And this article was released before the final whistle was even blown. So it was obviously written during the uh, before the game. So this, I, it probably means that this is the end for him. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> what do you guys think? I guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he'd be sacked. Uh, to be honest, I still think they're gonna give him maybe time to uh, end of the season at least. Uh, because, like you said, this is a very new squad. I don't like Saram has pointed out the starting as well. You don't see them playing as a team yet. There are a lot of times where it's almost like you have like 11 individual players. So yeah. now, if you bring on another manager, you know, with a completely different style as such, I don't think that's the solution uh, that's going to help save Chelsea. It might take them even longer to adapt to it as well. So I think, you know, just based on how or what he was able to do last season, get fourth as such, you know, just give him a, some more time, uh, maybe till the end of the season, just to see how it goes. Yes, his new signings haven't uh, 
delivered to the ex- high expectations where everyone is expecting from Havertz and Werner especially people were expecting a lot of them almost like Son and Kane were able to produce for Tottenham week in week out but unfortunately uh, they haven't done that so i think that right now uh, lampard should just you know stick to what he knows best and like what style plays him like you know yes werner costs a lot but abraham is the better fit for the team and he should be the one uh, starting and uh, you know give werner chances like maybe in the cup games to start to bring some confidence let him get some goals yeah. at least it's been a really long time since he scored i think even he's very low on confidence right now you can see that he's not making uh, moves outside of the ball as such he's almost like uh, just there about like you don't notice him most of the time and he's not you know bringing that threat that you'd expect from uh, you know a top six side so yeah that's what lampa should do he just stick to what he had done last season bring his academy players back and i'd like to see him stay till the end of the season please yeah same here i think he should be given some time at least like it shouldn't be a premature sacking cuz chelsea have had the history of prematurely sacking their managers and it's not going to help like rashid said it's a new squad new players let him at least see up this season to the minimum and then you can take a decision depending on how the season I mean, finishes i'm glad you guys can see that cuz uh, there's not a lot of people that can see that right now even within our own fan base yeah i mean but there's still concerns over the fact that like the system is clearly not working for when we went on that yeah. unbeaten run uh and yeah. that's all that's not working the players have just i don't they look short on confidence they're not even trying anymore and that comes down to like i'd argue mostly the players uh yes he deserves some stick for it but i think mostly the players have let him down massively and this against arsenal against city and even before that against wolves and everton so yeah uh, i guess that that's that is my opinion but also if you if you if you have to wonder why the players are not playing for their manager for like this amount of games then there has to be something wrong there as well so yeah. i guess that's the main question obviously i would like to pack him i i know i am packing him even though it's it's really difficult uh like seeing him go would be very difficult like very very difficult i i i think you can hear the pain in my voice uh <laughs> Yeah, so, definitely. And and I think that no manager is going to come in and I not it's not do any better it's just the long term uh, the long term benefits of the club are not going to be held by this whatever manager comes in. Uh if you give him the time he, he I think he can build something. I think I've tweeted about this like multiple times. Uh like the long term project has to be prioritized, but at this point of time if we're if even Champions League qualification isn't looking that great for us and I don't know what happens. I Yeah, I just genuinely don't know. I if I were to guess knowing this club, I think he'd be gone by the morning. Uh Really? Yeah, I, I mean it's, it's possible, yeah. I don't think it's possible. I think it's it's very possible. Oh, you think it's probable? I, mean, I, I think it's very probable, yeah. Uh so this club sacked Ancelotti after he got second uh in the yeah. in the league. Uh, yeah. They sacked. They no. They, they sacked Ancelotti like in the tunnel after an Everton game. They sacked wow. uh, Conte after winning an FA Cup. So they sacked. They they're ruthless, and, and I think that even even with Frank Lampard, even with the figure that he is at the club, I think I think he's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a quick side note. Like uh, you point out, how the club should focus on the long term, and he, he did put out a tweet some time back talking about how. Manchester United are benefiting from giving Ole that time, and they sort of are now because they are low-key in a title race, and uh, 
they have gone to three semi-finals like last season and they're looking like a much better side and i feel like he was in a similar position to lampard quite some a couple of years back with the squad not performing a lot of pressure and people I questioning mean, if, his ability if if you want to analyze the comparisons even more detail ole is further ahead in the project than lampard yeah. is That's just exactly he's, yeah yeah so it's been given that uh, time right about four years three years now how long has it been it's been two two years three years since he was two and three years yeah Three so, years, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm under the impression that if you have a squad under a manager, it doesn't matter if, if they're good enough, if they're decent, they, if they don't have to be world class. If, if the squad yeah. is there under that manager, if it's a good squad, then the squad will learn to bond, they'll learn to mesh themselves, and the manager will manage the players very well. Because that's the thing with star personalities, right? You can't chill into them. Um, sets of patterns to the dot you have to give them some leeway that's what that's what makes right. star studded players superstars superstars that's what makes them that yeah. like it's their individual brilliance and that combination of individual brilliance that makes games and once you once you have a squad of individual like like players who are very talented and you let them get that chemistry for like a certain amount of time you're going to reap the benefits and like regardless of if it's like an insane manager or if it's a good manager like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is if I, I think he's a decent manager and i think that's what's <laughs> happening with united at the moment like you can't say that ole is tactically world class let's be honest here his man and his man management is extremely good i'll give him that uh it's just the squad and like he's been managing the squad and the squad have been coming together for such a long time now and that's what my vision of what i want lampard's chelsea to be and what i think it can be if we're given more time Yeah. Uh let let's be honest here that's what Ferguson did at United. The his first two years at the club were absolutely horrendous. But then yeah. the club backed him and then for 17 years uh 16 years after that he won he went on to win 13 Premier League like titles, two Champions League titles and much more. So yeah. <laughs> it it's it it just does work. It's just in this era of like like clubs taking quick decisions, I don't know how much more time he has. Yeah, I agree with that and especially uh, regarding the Manchester United point especially I think Chelsea is missing like um one key player you know who can step it up who can like you know influence yeah. the rest of the team like that's what Bruno Fernandes did for Manchester United because that's what people yeah. expected Pogba to do but uh, he wasn't showing it and then you could see that Manchester United didn't have like someone to you know put their beliefs in like okay we can somehow pull in and you know he can motivate the rest of the players that's what Chelsea are missing right now Yeah, so as I was saying, uh, basically Chelsea need one person to step up who can take the whole team to another level, who can motivate the rest of the players to do better. That's what like Bruno Fernandes is do- was doing for Manchester United. Like before that, they weren't doing a uh, great. Ole's job was on the line. Everyone expected so much from Pogba to be like the leader to step up. to motivate everyone else to do better but he wasn't doing that then they brought in bruno uh, in the winter transfers and then you could see how he just leveled up this manchester united and now they suddenly uh, you know title contenders they up the they second yeah. right now i so, definitely agree with all that and we don't have any clutch players as well players who are willing to like yeah. actually like the like carry the team and the clutch moments i think it's like bruno is like in effect he's like he's two characters at once he's a clutch player he's also like a leader and we're missing yeah. both those uh don't get me wrong like aspi is a good captain diego silva is a good captain but i don't think they're loud enough in the the toughest moments and i think we need both those characters 
at the moment yeah uh, so you at least need one of them to like one cat like that like how city has de bruyne and like tottenham has kane and son and uh, even uh, liverpool with salah mane even if they're not like leaders henderson. salah mane are like class players yeah henderson for being the leader so chelsea are lacking both right now uh, especially when they're going down you know there's no one to pull them back up like you know we said in the game like you saw today after they were two goals down they just like they had like no motivation to play front they were just like think, completely down and out i think it's important to remember that it's a young team as well it's it's a lot yeah, of players under the age of 24 yeah. uh and it's still a naive squad uh that's beginning to take shape so i guess that's there but it it's difficult like to apply perspective after like a difficult loss I, i don't know you guys are doing it to be honest <laughs> i was expecting more <laughs> of a lampard is a shit sort of narrative but you know, here we are, i guess um yeah we missing shukumar for that basically missing shukumar for that <laughs> shukumar is all out as well so it's not, it's not like he'd be agreeing yeah. with the whole long term project with <laughs> yeah. he'd be like uh, get, get lampard out get ole out Yeah, just quickly, like you, you raised a point about how this this team is naive and young, which is true. But in some ways, do you not think that this is the fault of the management and Lampard that he, they didn't start to sign up a few more experienced players? Because even last season, it was an inexperienced team, a very naive and innocent team. But they had an entire transfer window, and they signed a bunch of young players, which is fine. Yes, they got Ziyech and. Thiago Silva, but Thiago Silva doesn't speak English. I, I don't You're think the, the, the sentiment was ever to bring in players who... Okay, yes, there was a sentiment all, to bring in experienced some. players, but I feel like the whole, uh, the main uh, target, the main goal was to build a squad that would last for like the next, how many ever years, to build a squad that would be the next core of the team because hey. we haven't had that since... I, even though, I, you can say Hazard, but it, he was the one player. We we haven't had that since like the old guard since Lampard, Terry, Drogba, Czech, uh, that group of players. We haven't had a spine from like a very like a, a young a young spine, and then they grew into like their prime, and they, they like that's what the co- I guess the backing was meant to be. Uh, right. But it I, I guess yeah it, it'll work out soon. Um, the positive is that whoever comes in next, they have an extremely talented squad to work with. I think we can all agree with that. Uh, yeah. It's just that I don't know who's available, who I'd want right now, and I don't know who would be the best fit. Uh, yeah, that that's pretty much that on like the manager yeah. subject. Let's actually so we spoke a bit about Chelsea. Let's pivot a bit to to Man City, and I'm just thinking like I think City have what five players out because of COVID, and okay, I mean, even... okay, let's 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 be real here. Uh, they missed Edison. They missed Walker. And Aguero. I mean, they've been it, without it, Aguero imagine, for a long time now. That's true, but I'm saying, imagine if Aguero Listen, was also Walker, like plus one for Jesus, and then uh... <laughs> <laughs> Edison was a real miss. Walker was Edison. a real miss. I think other than that, they played a really good squad, and really you could well, see, yeah. and they have like extremely good squad depth by the way. So even they with those important players. Yeah, exactly. Even with I mean, like, I was looking at the lineups and I was like, six players out with COVID, and they still produce a squad like that with the exactly. best like that. It's so, and then and imagine if Messi comes next season. Like, <laughs> oh God! It's, it's game over, I think. So I think the narrative that City were missing like too many players is it's a bit like. It is. It is. It is. A bit misleading. No, it is. It is. Yeah, my point was just that that they all have such an amazing squad, and even the keep thinking of Aguero, Walker, and Edison, even without them, that, that's such a good squad. 
and then obviously you know you don't know who's going to come in the, in the future yeah i think just... i noticed from the game uh, from a neutral perspective rashid and you can like back i guess if you would like this is true or not is that uh, from the games that i watched city before this game uh, they struggled to actually score from their chances it's like they made chances right. they always uh, after a certain point of time uh, i'm in the beginning of the season they really struggled with creating like strong chances and then they started creating strong chances which showed in their xg and now and, and yeah and that was the issue it was finishing those chances and that was i guess that was a bit part due to that they had Jesus up front who is he, he's good with his movement but he's not really like a clinical striker per se uh today's game they apart from the second half because i feel like they missed a lot of chances in the second half uh but to be fair to them they were three and up they they really took their chances in the first half and the only reason you could say they missed the chance in the second half was because after being three and up you don't need to try as hard as anymore so and i think that was a very big uh gap that city had to plug in if they wanted to like really push the charge and if they keep going like this i don't see why they shouldn't really yeah. push <laughs> liverpool or united rashid do you agree with that yeah um but to be completely honest um i don't see city uh, you know performing in this level like especially in terms of converting those chances like uh, the way they able to link up with their midfield and you know create the chances that they've been doing consistently well for a really long time but they have missed aguero up top you know like someone who just stays in the right position like you know aguero yes he's kind of past his prime also i'd say but he's he's not got the pace and such and stuff it's just that he's going to be in the right positions where like you know someone's going to find him he'll just you know casually be trotting around and he'll just suddenly just creep in the box and you know kevin ibrahim just cross it in from somewhere and aguero will just be there to finish it that's what city were missing and you could see that because without uh, you know a target man in the middle jesus was not uh, getting into the right positions i felt in the finishing part like while building up play he was right there when we needed him he was helping create chances and stuff but when we needed someone to finish at the ending that time no one's there and that's when you know city start producing extra passes extra touches because they're not confident enough like okay i passed this guy like he just simply he's going to shoot so then they just look look around like mares will just look around he passed it to bernardo silva like sterling and sterling into a sterling and then uh so that's what city have basically been missing yes today it worked out well for them but i don't see this you know happen as often as we've seen them missing chances because every game we've seen them produce like 20 odd shots and you know, they haven't you know what i have to say for that is just i just think that it's a very it seems like a very small issue but city are not shooting the ball when they need to be shooting the ball even today uh, for the third goal which did was a which was a goal <laughs> but sterling overran the ball and then yeah. he tried to double back on himself and then go for a top corner which and to yeah. be fair he did hit the post, hit the post like, yeah that was not necessary if you if you chip the keep uh, money was in that same position against us uh, in the tunnel game uh, and what i know for a fact what money would have done was he would have rounded the keeper and shot or he would have chipped the keeper but he was pulled down for, for a foul which would given us a red card whereas Sterling did too much, and I've seen so many instances from City where uh, they've done that. Where Jesus, especially, he did it against United, he did it <laughs> against Liverpool. Those are two important games. You can't be doing that. Once you're in that position, you shoot the ball, you test the keeper. If it's if it doesn't go in, fine, go again. But if if you if you squander the chance, it's even worse. And I think it seems so small. Just shoot the ball, but it's actually I think it's one of City's biggest issues. Yeah it is yeah. It is because uh 
Sterling, we always known like he's had his sort of uh, you know shooting problems such like when he's in his purple patch, everything will somehow go in. But when he's not in that purple patch, you know, <laughs> I don't know what you need to do for him to score like properly uh, on his own. Mares also, uh, you know, he's not he's really good with his touches and stuff. But I still don't think he's a clinical finisher as you know someone like Leroy Sane was. You could see him that he just you know cut in and create a chance to shoot. Kevin De Bruyne also, unfortunately. I don't. He's missed a lot of chances this season. Even today, in the first half, uh, he had a good chance where I thought yeah, he should yeah. have scored at the very and, beginning. Yeah. yeah. So even uh, I feel he's missed a lot of one-on-ones himself uh, this season because even he's thinking I should be passing the ball or should I be shooting the ball. There's no one I feel who's you know in that mindset of when they get the ball like I want to shoot, I want to score. Everyone's been stuck in two months. Like maybe I could pass it to someone else. Maybe someone else is in a better position. And that's why we need like a proper clinical striker, and uh, we need to replace Aguero, Aguero because uh, place Pep's. No, I mean like bring on someone else because Pep Aguero's injuries uh, problems right now. I don't know. Like Pep's trying to manage it as well as he could to not rush. Even today he was just given like about five minutes, and Pep saying that possibly maybe in a couple of weeks he'll be totally hundred percent fit. Let's see what happens after that. If he can play with how he has played before, but we need someone to you know play in that kind of role as him for his backup. I don't think Jesus is the best option right now for that. He brings some completely. He brings something completely different to the game. And uh, I, I remember, I think twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen, we had like Alvaro Negredo, and him and Aguero combined, and there was a point where Aguero got injured. As he does almost every season, but then uh, that time Negredo came and he was able to step up and play his kind of role. We had Edin Dzeko who was doing that role well, and suddenly now we don't have that anymore. So everyone's you know kind of in a panic mode, and I don't know people, all the wingers, especially Sterling, Mares, Foden, I think is actually the best shot uh, we've seen from any of the wingers who is comfortable in taking a shot whenever he wants to. He's not in two minds. Even today when he scored the goal, like he always had the intention to get into the right places. Hoping for someone to give him the ball so he can take a shot. So this is what the other wingers and maybe Kevin De Bruyne as well should you know for make up their mind on shooting. And this is like Sam says a very small problem, but it's hampering a lot of results for us. And this is something once we overcome, then I think it would be City could be in much one better shot for. One winning. thing I'd like to add is that if you're starting Gabriel Jesus as a, as a striker, uh, it, like you want him, like obviously he's a striker who, who is ex, like who is. Specialize in his facing his back to goal. If you have that sort of striker, then you need someone. You need two poachers on either side of him. Obviously, yeah. Sterling fits the bill. Recent, like with what Guardiola has made him, even though he misses a lot of chances. <laughs> uh, but like it's very, it's like similar with what we see with the Liverpool front three. You have Firmino, who's not really yeah. an out and out goal scorer, but he brings he he brings uh he makes the like the poachers into play and makes them. Well, that's why they they succeed, right? That that's yeah. well, that's the essence of it. And I feel like if if you do insist on going with a Jesus, uh, center forward, or even uh Kevin De Bruyne center forward, Bernardo Silva center forward, Pep Guardiola, I don't know what Pep's dreaming about these days. Even if you decide to go at any one of those, you need like poachers, you need wingers who can yeah. play as inside forwards to the dot, uh, and. I guess with Sterling you get that, but Mares, he's more of a creative player. Foden is also more of a creative player in my opinion. So it's 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 up. It, 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 they, I think they miss Sani as well in that regards. Yeah, and you can see that with the number of goals that they've scored as well. Like usually you'd have like uh, 
Aguero on like you know for at one of the top five or something around like ten goals. It's half season. Uh, people would have like ten goals, eleven goals, something like that. But for us, our top scorers are all at four. Ilkay Gundogan is now also at four. He's a center defensive midfielder. So you can see that how you know no one's taking. The responsibility, like I should be the target man for this team. I should be, be fair. Uh, if we were going to the same issue as well with uh, the the goal scorers and the strikers, so I I can like heavily relate. Zuma. That. <laughs> yeah, Zuma, yeah, Zuma is in the Premier League as a top goal scorer. So, wow. <laughs> and Werner Werner hasn't scored in like I I don't know how long now. So, pretty much the same thing. At, at least Jesus brings people into play and he makes chances. Or he creates chances for himself. Bonner doesn't need to do that. So, yeah, uh, it's yeah. Well, you know, oh well, <laughs> oh well, I guess. It just yeah, shows see. how strong the Bundesliga tax is. You know, I don't think it's that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You're joking, but I just think that Nagelsmann did a really good job uh, did, with yeah. how he utilized Werner. He got the very best out of him in a system that was built for Werner. This system yeah. is not built for Werner. At first, we were playing a four-three, uh, a four-two-three-one, and that was. Quite obviously built for uh, habits, uh, yeah. but then we went to a four three three to achieve balance, and we achieved a lot of balance. But it doesn't fit either Werner or Havertz right now. Havertz needs to adapt to that formation. So, you know, I I that that's the issue right now. I guess if yeah. if if he had time, if we got Rice, I feel like Declan Rice, uh, that would solve so many of our issues. But <coughs> excuse me, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I still feel even the Werner, like we're saying, he hasn't scored, but don't we, I feel like he's gotten like in a decent position, he's gotten them half chances. No, that's the thing. let him down. When he, before he went on his goal drought, uh, he, yeah. he did, was getting into the positions like you mentioned. But the thing yeah. is, now he's doing the very basics wrong. He's letting his touch go. He's his messing goal. up transitions. He's build up players, link up is horrifying. He can't string passes together. He can't get past players. So he's basically, it's 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 mostly down to his confidence being short, but yeah, he offers nothing to us when he's not at it. And at that point you said about him getting into positions was true in the beginning of the season. Uh, funnily yeah. enough, but at, the, at right now I I don't know. I don't think he deserves to be starting with the form he's in right now. Yeah. Okay, Rashid. Final final question before we wrap this up. With all the stars in your in Man City, would you still take Messi? Yes, we need someone to score. No to Messi. How can you say no to Messi? Messi wants to leave. Okay, Messi wants to leave anyways. It's not like he's staying and we're like, please come, Messi. Yeah, that's true. He's, that's true. he's, he's the one who's like, you know, it's like, get me out of here. Take me. He's like, take me. <laughs> yeah. If the best player wants to join, then you know, you're not going to say no to that. I'm not going to say no. Yeah. Right, well, that's okay. another saga we will have another discussion about in another few months. Um, um, I think that's why, you know, Pep's already planning. He's He knows, like, Kevin De Bruyne and Messi is going to be a hard fit. He's like, let's make Kevin De Bruyne out in our striker. striker. Messi <laughs> <laughs> giving him him. the balls. <laughs> or maybe, maybe he is planning to say, say that Aguero for the rest of the season and bring him back for next season, like, and like, like unleash him full-fledged. Yeah, Messi and Kevin Durant style. <laughs> uh so Shresh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode, is it? Yep. Uh all right. Uh I guess uh I'm still uh, very sad guys. So if you guys want to offer me emotional support, uh I'm always open for that. 
but that 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 is gonna wrap it up for this episode. It was mostly a City versus Chelsea review because I feel like it was the most important match, and it there was a lot at stake with regards to the title challenge as far as City were concerned, and whatever Chelsea are in right now, I I don't even want to go into that details. Uh, but that will wrap it up for this episode. Thank you guys for joining us. This has been uh, Sairam, Shresh, and Rashid. Uh, please follow us, Spotify, subscribe to us on YouTube. All that jazz, like, follow, subscribe, and share. We're always down. And please keep the support going because we, we we enjoy that. Uh, and thank you guys for watching. We'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. <laughs>